What's going on, New City Church, Edgerton, Kansas campus? My name is Casey, one of the pastors serving alongside you guys, and I've got a very, very special announcement to make about some upcoming things that are going on. First, before I'd like to, I'd like to tell you thank you, thank you, thank you for all the generous giving and generosity that you've shared with your lives, with other people, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, you, the, the, the giving has been amazing uh, in every way, monetarily, time-wise, people calling each other, people getting together uh, with the proper limits and that kind of thing in their homes. And it's just been wonderful. If you'd like to continue giving um, to New City Church, we have right there on the screen a couple of options for you that we would uh, love to give. And I just want to thank everybody so very, very much for all the, like, uh, and I've, I feel like I say it every week, but we've just uh, we've, we've been hitting budget. We've been doing well. You know, we, we had a, having a, a completely different year financially than we were last year. And yet the challenge is so much more significant. Uh, and, and we have and just thank you for, for all your uh, tithes, offerings, that kind of thing. And also uh, really like giving of yourselves. We have had so many people recently, and I was talking to a couple of folks just this week, um, when I make my care calls and I call different people and I see how they're doing and, and all that kind of stuff. And they're just like, man, this has been a very special, sweet time in a lot of ways. We miss everybody. We miss coming back to church, but there's been some things that have happened uh, recently that have just been awesome that, that I, I just... I don't know, things like people caring for one another, people reaching out for one another, uh, looking out for one another, making sure people have. When when people are in mourning, we're, we're, we're crying along with them, right? When people are laughing and celebrating, we're celebrating and laughing along with them. Uh, sometimes in person, sometimes online, right? It's just kind of cool. Zoom, uh, you name it, all kinds of stuff. But, you know, it, it, it does, I, I do miss everybody. Like, I know that some of you guys have been like, man, I can't wait to get back to church. Some people are like, I'm going to wait until whenever, and that's okay, right? We want to want to celebrate no matter where you are uh, as, a, as a, a church body member, no matter what you're feeling and sensing what you want to do, we want to help you to, to get there. So um, if you would, bear with me. I'm going to check and make sure my mic is on. It is fantastic. For some reason, I had a thought again that I was like, I forgot. Maybe I put it in my pocket and turned it off. Who knows? But we got a couple of things going on. I met with some leadership, met with some elders, met with uh, some staff this week. And, and we have a, a rollout plan for gathering together again at the church. Now, the simplest form, you probably heard my Facebook Live this past week. Uh, it was in the newsletter, that kind of thing. So I'm not going to go over in detail what it is. But the bottom line is that for the first couple of weeks of June, we're asking people, if you would, be willing to have up to 15 people, because that's what the statute is, in your home and have a watch party. Let's uh, enjoy fellowship time together. Let's start getting into the rhythm of, of gathering together again, like it says in Hebrews, right? And then so for that, then that would be the 7th and the 14th. On the 21st of June, we're going to have a community Father's Day cookout, barbecue, blowout, and it'll be a, a, a community outreach opportunity as well as a celebration of gathering together 
at the church. Now, there's still going to be some restrictions scheduled and that kind of thing. Um, And and so uh, on the 21st, we're going to do it outside. Uh, What we're going to do on the 28th is officially, unless something changes, always keep that in mind, this could change tomorrow, right? Monday morning, we wake up, everything's different, right? But we we want to celebrate uh, meeting together uh, for the first time in the church building since March. Guys, it's amazing, right? Um, uh, on the 28th. And I just, man, I'm excited about that. I'm jazzed about that. But I'm really jazzed about the ongoing things that have been happening uh, with our church. And so even though we're going to start meeting in the building officially on the 28th, celebrating that ability to be able to do that on the 21st with a, with a community outreach, Father's Day barbecue, uh, we're going to continue our online presence, so so be look be looking out for that because some people are going to wait for a while, and we don't want to. Well, if you aren't coming to, you know, that kind of thing, because we've always said we're not about the building, right? But we have been the church, guys. This is what I think I'm most proud of. I I, I, I brag on you guys all the time. Yes, giving. Yes, those kind of things. Yes, generosity. Yes, loving on one another. But you have been the church for eleven or twelve weeks, right? And, and so you have proven to the world in a lot of ways that the world says, oh, you're just a bunch of people that meet in a building, that kind of thing. You've proven to the world, I think, not that, they, not that it matters, but I think you've made a terrific example of what it means to be the church. Like I said, you have cared for one another, loved for one another, mourned with one another, laughed with one another, and it's been awesome. I have never been more proud of us as a church body. Everybody say amen with me at home. Amen. Right on. So if you would, man, share this on, on your Facebook feed. Share this on your, uh, however you want to share it and uh, and enjoy uh, that together with other people and, and we'll see what happens and uh, and I will hug you soon enough right so uh so thank you thank you thank you for all the all the things that we're doing here's what we got going on uh as well there's several things that are happening we've got uh what what again i got almost forgot bragging on our worship team guys last sunday uh pete got some people together again we got michaela we got patrick schneider on the saxophone right we got uh keith staver on the bass and it was just uh and of course pete and daniel you know just oh my goodness just beautiful stuff i was able to i was listening to it uh afterwards on uh on my back deck and I had it pretty loud on my laptop and I, my neighbor behind me was going, Hey man, what is that? You know, Hey, that's, that's our church, man. And he was listening. He said, she's got a nice voice. And I was able to brag on Michaela and say, yeah, you know, she actually is uh, involved in like musicals, downtown, big theaters, all this kind of, she's a pro, right? It's just that kind of stuff. But, but, but more than anything, it was just, it was just great to worship with, with them guys. And, and amazing testimony again this morning. And you'll get some information, some questions from our from our worship host here in a little bit. But I want to get into the message some and just talk through some of the things that God is doing uh, in the book of Mark. Now, if you know, we are in the book of Mark and we're calling different parts of the book of Mark a series because what we're doing is we're, uh, my goal is to uh, go through every verse in the book of Mark uh this year and so we want to go through it may take some pauses may do some different things but i want to i want to share the gospel according to mark verse by verse throughout this year and so what we're doing is busting up into sections so we're going to look at 
things like uh, walk this way was a series we sent over. How did Jesus walk in Mark one? And how do we, how do he look? What did he do? And where did he go? And how did he conduct his business and his affairs? Right. And then we looked at interrupted a series called interrupted. We were going into Mark two and three, right? Where, how did Jesus allow interruptions in his life and who did he interrupt and when certain people interrupted how did he react and and how can we be more christ-like and allow godly interruptions in our life this series has been terrific for a lot of folks i've had a lot of comments on it and it's called circles and what we're doing is looking at mark 4 right today in mark 4 uh, we find that jesus has several different circles and jesus uh you know and and it, it, it to different people he deals with and that kind of thing and so he's in kind of with the with the critics right and he's in with the crowd uh and when i say in with he deals with these folks and he has fans of his people like i really like that guy right and he has has his followers people that are actually in his spiritual family and so what we're doing, the reason we're calling it circles, because there are different circles of influences. Obviously, the critics are outside the circle. The, 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 the crowd is kind of in the circle, but on the outer part of it, right? The, 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 the fans are sort of it, it getting closer, like cheering him on, that kind of thing. But, but his followers are really close to him. And what we find in the, in the book of Mark, in, in Mark 4, if you want to reopen your Bibles or open your app, is where we're going to be going to be into, actually starting in verse 13. One of the things that we find is that those people that are closest to Jesus get more and more understanding of Jesus. And that's a principle of what we can have here. We talked a couple weeks ago about having uh, you making sure that you are part of God's family. You see yourself as his child, right? And then we have that you are part of your physical family and you do that in a godly way. And if you do that right with God, right, your physical our earthly family, your spouse, your husband, your wife, your kids, your mom, your dad, whoever you, you know, basically the, the nuclear family, if you will, is, is better off because God is, is part of you and part of you at your, your in God, he's in you. Right. And then we have your spiritual family, which is the church and those you are discipling. So last week we, we looked at how does, how does, or how do we help somebody else do that? Like, how do we help somebody else be part of God's family, which will help their family, which will help them to be part of the spiritual family and develop that spiritual family? Because God's family is, you know, like I said, your relationship with, with God. Your family is your spouse and, and developing godly relationships with your children, your spouse, your cousins, whoever that is, Right. And then spiritual family, the church, and those you disciple. How do you develop those three circles? And how do you how do you help other people develop those three circles? Now, last week we talked about Jesus, so like do it, talking about the parable of the sowing seeds, and we said, you know, the seeds is in essence the the word of God, right? And and or the 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 gospel, the good news of God. And the soil are the those who receive the, the word of God or those have been spoken the good news too, right? Some are hard and they don't really accept it. Some are kind of got rocky soil, so it doesn't really, uh, it's kind of shallow, if you will. It doesn't really spring up or take root. Some people have 
uh, got a lot of thorns and weeds and all that kind of stuff in their soil. So when they hear it, it doesn't really, it kind of gets clouded a little bit. And then some people take it and they just run with it, right? They become genuine fans of Jesus. So this week I want to want to share with you, yeah, last week we talked about how do we reach unbelievers, but I'm talking, I'm not, I want to kind of target a little bit uh, the believers in the house. Now, unbelievers, don't, don't, tune, don't tune out if you're, if you're with me and t- listen to this. And you're like, okay, I got to go. No, no, check this out because I want you to, because a lot of times unbelievers don't really realize uh, how, how believers scripturally and biblically, how, how we can be more like Jesus because they haven't met Jesus yet. My passion is to introduce people to Jesus. And for some who have made a proclamation of faith, for some who have are, 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 are Christians, man, I, one of my passions is to help you to develop an even deeper relationship with Jesus and help you to understand who, who he is more and follow him in an absolutely greater way. And Jesus tells us these parables and talk to his, he talks to the, the crowd and the fans and the followers and, and, and parables. And, and then he gathers his, his guys together, his actual followers, and he explains the parables to them. And this is what he does here. Mark 4, starting in verse 13. And we'll go through, through 34. In verse 13, he said, uh, then he said to them, don't you understand this parable? Because even last week I was talking about uh, there are people going to be saying, what are you talking about soils and thorns and rocks and seeds and this doesn't make any sense and all that kind of stuff, right? And so they come and ask him, what, what does all this mean? He goes, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any of the parables? If, if the sower seeds the word, the, uh, the, excuse me, the sower seeds the word, these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. So he explains it, right? When they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word sown in them. Those are the ones that are right, hard packed, sown along the path. Uh, and, these are, and these are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy. But, everybody say, but with me at home, but they have no root in themselves. They are short-lived. When pressure or persecution comes because of the word, Immediately they stumble, right? And we see that all the time. We see that people are like, oh man, oh, I got this great feeling about Jesus, and all of a sudden, man, it's like, oh yeah, it's a passing fancy, whatever, right? Check this out. He continues to say because there's something I want to want to explain here in just a little bit. Others are sown among thorns. These are the ones that hear the word, but the worries of this age, the seduction of wealth. And the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and becomes unfruitful. Guys, I'm not trash in America. All right. I'm not one of them. Well, yeah, there's a problem with America. I'm not one of them guys. Right. I, I just I, I love our country. I love the fact that we have uh, that freedoms that are that the founding documents have literally say we are endowed by our creator capital c right signed off in the year of our lord i love this stuff right? i dig that but the bottom line is that we as a culture are man getting trapped into a whole lot of things we celebrated memorial day well yeah we did celebrate because we we honored those who this past monday 
who actually sacrificed so that we could have these God-given freedoms uninhibited, like nobody can restrict us. Now, there are laws and things like that, but, but nobody's going to stop us from what we are doing here, right? And we celebrate and we, we honor those who have fallen for the right for us to do that. And we, we uphold those families that have had to live through that so that we can be free without anybody coming in and stopping us. Now, Wi-Fi might stop us, but nobody's going to really stop us as far as legal as of right now, right? And so we, we want to make sure of that. But, 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 but here's the thing. The bottom line is because we're free, our natural tendency is to go pursue wealth and pursue those things. Nothing wrong with being wealthy, nothing wrong with capitalism, nothing wrong with any now greed and all those kinds of things, absolutely, right? But but those are the things that can choke people out because they want to pursue Jesus. Jesus may have them live a certain lifestyle, and they're gonna go pursue another one because it's a available and it sounds like fun and it looks good on TV and all those kinds of things, right? And so we see that kind of really all the time. Verse 20. But the ones sown on good ground are those who hear the word, welcome it, and produce a crop 30, 60, and 100 times what was, what was sown. And, and, and I talked about it pretty extensively last week, if I remember last week. Um, I think I do. But, uh, you know, we talked about that. Like, it's like we don't want to be those kind of people that are trying to just look like we're bearing fruit. Like, it, it is a, we want to have that fertile ground that the the word of God, man, just penetrates us and bears fruit in our lives. Now, some of us may bear 30. In fact, the NIV version, I usually use the HCSB, but the NIV version says some 30, some 60, some 100 times. And Jesus doesn't seem to say one's better than the other. It just more says, hey, you know, the, the fertile soil will produce sometimes this, sometimes this, sometimes that. And I remember watching like, like, Billy Graham one time, I just, and you know, this is before I really became a, I was kind of a fan of Jesus, but I really wasn't a follower of Jesus, but somebody invited me to go see him at, uh, you know, Arrowhead Stadium however many years ago, 20 years ago, I don't know, I'm an old guy, right? And so he comes out and he says, you know, and he's kind of feeble and he has to sit on a chair, I'm like, man, this guy can't even... I mean, they get no passion, man. And he said, you know, I want you to come to Jesus. And hundreds of people came. I'm like, dude, wow. You know, it's just incredible to, to see that. And it was really a kind of a marking point for me to go, sometimes people can get a hundred, like, like gather a hundred and harvest a hundred. And sometimes people have bare fruit in, in 30. But as long as they're fertile, I just let God do his thing. Amen, right? And so, so if it's one or whatever, it's just, I, I, just, I just love that. And there's a lot, of, a lot of people that may debate with me on that, that, oh, you got to make sure you bear a lot of fruit. And in, and in this instance, I do think that it does mean multiplying your life, and it does mean all kinds of things. Commentaries are divided, but I'm talking about like making disciples, that kind of thing. When you read in context other other places where it says to bear fruit, it's usually in the context of, of making disciples. And this is kind of what he's talking about, spreading the good word and that kind of thing and gathering a harvest. It just kind of kind of makes sense. Some people say, oh, this is the fruit of the Spirit. I really think in context here, it's probably multiplying your life, probably making disciples. But, hey, uh, I'll, I'll find out soon enough. If anybody wants to share with me anything like, hey, what about this verse or that verse and that kind of thing, I'm always learning, and I never want to say, declare that I know exactly what 
what God says. I study him a lot. I read him a lot. But I never want to be that pastor that says to anybody, uh, man, this is exactly what it says, and you've got to believe it just like me. Because a lot of people may see that and look at it differently. I just try to read it in context because I, I'm a firm believer that context determines the meaning of the passage. Amen? And so, but I want to know, because I'd rather you be embarrassed, be publicly on Facebook than to me to have to answer to Jesus later on. So that's just my, my little spiel about that. Verse 21, he also said to them, is a lamp brought to be, un, uh, to be put under a basket or under a bed? Isn't it, also, isn't it to be put on a lampstand? For nothing is concealed except to be revealed and nothing hidden except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, he should listen, right? What did Jesus say in John 10? My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me, right? And then he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. By, by the measure you use, it will, be the, it will be measured and added to you. For the one who has, it will be given. And from the one who does not have, even what he has will be will be taken away. And I said, like, well, that's not very, very nice, not very sociable or whatever. And, and you'd think that those who have less, well, it's just, you know, I mean, in context, again, he's talking about the word of God. He's talking about all, you know, these things being a light. And so if you ain't bringing nothing, you get, you know, what you do have is going to be given to those who are actually doing something. It just kind of, it kind of makes sense. You got the parable of the talents and all that kind of stuff in other scriptures. And it's a pretty common, common theme. One of the things I get accused of as a, as a pastor, and I love this, is repeating myself a lot. I actually don't, but God's Word does a lot because it's the same message from Genesis to Revelation. And so I, I, I kind of get that, but it's, it's really not my fault. It's God's fault. One of the things I love about being a preacher is that, that I blame everything on Jesus because I didn't come up with this. Jesus did, right? So if you've got a problem, talk, talk to Jesus. And then he starts talking about the kingdom of God. Now, this is, this is powerful, right? Because in context of sowing the seeds, in context of bearing fruit, right? In context of being the light, right? He says this. The kingdom of God is like this. He said, a man scatters seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day. And the seed sprouts and grows and he doesn't know how. The soil produces a crop by itself. First the blade, then the head. Then the ripe grain on the head. Now, now listen to this. He sleeps the night of the sower. Right, talking about the sower and seeds. He, he lays the seed out. He sleeps at night, right? And whether he's sleeping at night, or sleeping or rising, night or day, the seed sprouts and it grows, and he doesn't know how. This is this is incredibly powerful for those of us who think that I don't do enough. Okay, now God may convict you of this, but I'm talking about those who do things for the for the Lord that that maybe people may not see, but they're powerful. Okay, they're powerful. Now, hear me out on this because I because I I, I I tend to to get very passionate about this because last week we talked about the the fact that that fruit bearing and, and whether somebody receives it or the kind of soil somebody is, isn't, isn't our fault. Like it's not even up. We don't have the power to change anybody, but Jesus, the Holy spirit has the power to change. Absolutely. Everybody today happens to be Pentecost. Right. 
And today happens to be where we celebrate Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit comes to the early church 40 days after the and after the resurrection, when Jesus told them to go into Jerusalem, stay there for 40 days, right? And all that kind of stuff. Pentecost comes, whoom, and they have these, what looks like tongues of fire on their heads. And they're able to go around and talk to people in different languages. Now, uh, a lot of people will say, well, that's speaking in tongues. And we have a different, well, in this particular instance, it's speaking in other languages. You could literally go 50 miles in any direction and run into potentially 500 different languages in the early Roman Empire. So that was a powerful tool the Holy Spirit gave these guys, right? And so, um, but yeah, but, but that, that Holy Spirit is the one that wakes up the believers and gets the the, the folks growing. And so we sleep, we rise, we don't know how it grows, right? And I want us to understand that that there are things that may you may be doing that are making an impact in someone's life you don't even know about. I sincerely believe that there's going to be a time where we get to go, get into, when we get to pass from this life to the next, there are going to be people that we don't even realize the power or the, the impact we made and the, the power that the Lord used simply because of a conversation, simply because of a text message, simply because of a Facebook share, simply because of all those different things. It, it, I got, I, you will not... And I know that sounds like, oh, come on, man, you're just pandering. No, man, I'm serious. Like, I've had people tell me years later, I don't even remember a conversation we were talking about. So you remember that time we were, you know, sitting and doing something? And, you know, you, you said something to me. Do you remember what it was like now? You know, I don't know. And they tell me, right? And I've had the, it's not all the time, but it's a, it's on new, uh, several occasions because I, I just love Jesus. I tell everybody about him. I can't help it. I, he's the greatest guy to ever walk the face of the earth, and, he, and he's God. What's not to like, right? And and they will say that this, this impacted them tremendously. You know, and whenever you ever hear somebody say, hey, that person impacted me greatly, I said, would you tell them? They need to know that. Because if you don't, I'm going to, right? So it's just kind of kind of one of those things. And he said, how can we illustrate the kingdom of God? What parable can we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed that when sown in the soil, smaller than all the seeds on the ground, and when sown, it, su- it comes up and grows taller than all the vegetables. This is what I was talking about. It may look small, but you have no idea what it's going to, kind of fruit it's going to, going to bear keep praying keep sharing keep discipling keep man living your life for for the lord man keep walking with it keep sharing the good news spreading those seeds some of it's going to fall on rocky ground but you're going to hit some fertile ground ground too so you're smaller than all the seeds on the ground and when it's sown and when sown it comes up and grows taller than all the vegetables produces large branches so that the birds of the sky can nest in its shade Verse 33, and he would speak the word to them with many parables like these as they were able to understand. And he did not speak to them without a parable. Now check this out, last part of the verse. Privately, however, he would explain everything to his own disciples. So you got the critics, you got the crowd, you got the fans, but you got his followers, right? They're all hearing the parables. His followers come along saying, ah, what do you mean by that? And he would tell them. He wouldn't say that to the crowd. He would get them close and explain to you what this means. He would explain 
all these parables to him because the bottom line is the closer we are to Jesus, the more he helps us understand through his Holy Spirit, right? And if we get close to him, this is what this has been all about, being part of God's family, right? Which helps your family and your spiritual family. But as you get closer to the Lord, man, he'll bring that understanding. You can ask him and he can tell you. And people are really hear him audibly. I've never heard the voice of God audibly. I, have, I know people that say they have, you know, and that's all right. I, yeah, I, I, I think it's amazing. I go, oh, I do too, right? But, but you, you're going to be led by the, by the Holy Spirit. John 14, and we'll close with this. And since this is, we celebrate Pentecost today, this is beautiful. John 14, 25 and 26 says this. I have spoken these things to you while I remain with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, the Father will send him in my name. You will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've told you. And everybody said, amen. This is beautiful, right? So I got a few questions and our worship host will help us with some more questions as well and kind of lead us out in prayer too. And I just thank you for taking the time. I pray this was helpful because this has been uh, an amazing 11 weeks that I thought we, man, I mean, you know, just just been praying, you know, that, that God would do some incredible things with us. And he has, man. And just, I thank you for listening to God. I thank you for walking with God. I thank you for being his, not just his fan, but his his follower. So here's what I want to ask. Do you see yourself as an important part of God's kingdom? Mustard seed, right? <laughs> like, oh, all I do is this, you know, or all I do is that. You know, I've had people, oh, I don't know, man, I don't want to go into it too much, but I've had people literally say, well, I just, you know, I don't do much. If the Lord's convicting you to do something, do it, man, but but I'm just saying, don't ever feel the pressure to be doing something to somebody else because maybe they're, they've got some that are 60 or 100 and now they've got you know, 30 or whatever. You know, it's, never a, it's never a comparison game. Are you fertile? Are you sharing the good news? Are you being the light, right? Are you, are you recognizing the power that it's God that makes it grow? God's that opens the ears. It's God that wakes up our hearts and wakes up except our country, right? Second question. Are you closer today to Jesus than you were yesterday? Okay. Last year, right? Five years ago. I pray that you are. And, and a, sec a secondary question to that is, are you going to be closer tomorrow? Are you pursuing him that way? You know, I just, I, I want to, see people listening and obeying and sitting at Jesus' feet and, and, and listening to what he has to say. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. And, and, and because they love him, right? I'm going to ask you to continue to read in John 14, the whole chapter, John 15, the whole chapter. He'll tell you why it's important to, to be obedient. It's because you love him, right? Amazing. As a result of, of seeing yourself as an important part of the kingdom and growing closer to Jesus on a daily basis, do you understand and love him more now than you did than you did then?
Let Jesus give you that understanding. Amen. Guys, it's been a blessing. I love you. Cannot wait for the rollout. Hope you, if you if you got any more questions, just rewind this, watch it again. Uh, check out the newsletter. Check out emails. Check out Facebook Live from Thursday, and we'll have more information. We we have had more information uh, about all the rollout plans for opening up our building again. Can't wait to hug you, high five you, play football. See you then. Blessings. Thank you for joining us today and thank you for supporting New City's ministry. If this inspired you and you want to partner with New City, you can give now by clicking in the link in the description or visit newcitychurch.com slash podcast for more information. Love you and have a great day.